Hi, Slip Angle listeners. This is Rob from Fields Auto Works and Fields Engineering. We're really excited to be supporting great content on Slip Angle, and we hope you'll find your way over to our social media pages to see some of the exciting work that we're doing. Fields Auto Works has Cardinal Coupes being delivered and Scioto Coupes in build for testing this summer, with more exciting models on the near horizon. If you're ready for supercar performance for under $70,000 or professional prototype speed for under $150,000, stop by FieldsAutoWorks.com to see what we offer. At Fields Engineering, we have openings for major builds, arrive and drive customers, and medium to large engineering projects. We have capabilities ranging from whole composite body scratch builds to 3D scanning and printing to trackside support. We're also thrilled to be supporting regular guy racing with Colton Wade driving in GLTC and the exciting new Future Frontrunners initiative to promote women in club racing. As a Fields customer, you get the combined experience of IndyCar builders, IMSA veterans, aerospace engineers, and lifetime racers working on your next big endeavor. If that sounds like a team you're interested in working with every day, you can also contact us about our open shop positions. Find Fields Auto Works on social media and at fieldsautoworks.com, and find Fields Engineering on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. up shows from pit race right yeah we did a couple welcome to slip angle show um oh hi let's see we did uh what did we do we did one with auto interest i released that one uh we did one with josh and tony and we Uh did i think one more i think you've got another one in the queue no i was with like luke and luke and eric and matan maybe oh we did do that one yeah, um, we did a bunch of shows of pit race. We slighted pit race. And uh, you still have one to upload from um, Heartland. From uh, Heartland. Well, if if he gets it to me. If oh, I thought Kevin, I thought you recorded it. No, Kevin Kevin Bandy got it. Got recorded it. So I got to shoot him a message. So we'll see if it becomes a show. This is the first time that you and I, I think, have really talked since pit race. Yeah, we did. That was fun at Pit Race. We had a fun Saturday night. We recorded a, like, it was three hours a show, or three shows, but it was like four or five hours worth of shows. Yeah, Just standing super standing fun. on top of my race car. <laughs> um, you know, like, that event was uh, obviously really small for us, and that's not really um, part of our business plan, but uh, it certainly made it easy to record on Saturday night. It got close. Like, it got close to, to breaking even. Like, it was it was okay. It was a really good first try of the uh, like a, it was it was kind of the hope was to, that it was a beta test of the super grid rule set, and the super grid rule set is three classes of wheel to wheel, you know, slow, medium, and decently fast, uh, and then uh, practice qualify sprint race, and then an enduro in the afternoon, like a two to three hour enduro in the afternoon, and then a sprint race and enduro in the afternoon the second day, and I thought it was really fun to do. Like, I, I really think the kind of enjoyed who... it. The people who like participated and tried seemed like they had fun. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty stoked about it. I would like to do it at a Gingerman event, our Mid Ohio event, and then maybe another Pro Track next year. 
So that's kind of my goal is to make it, uh, if we do GLTC championship, like six or seven rounds only next year, and then everything is time attack championship, then it becomes like the sub in for those other couple of rounds, uh, uh, where GLTC sprint racing is not a thing. So it could be a really, could be really fun. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked on it. It was like, if we had 50 or 60 cars, it would be pandemonium and super fun. It would so, be super fun. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we've been a couple of weeks away from an event and we don't have another event for months, which is weird to, weird to think about. So. Well, uh, the schedule hasn't been released yet, but can, uh, are, are we anticipating going back to Coda? Uh, that's the handshake deal with SLB. Yeah. Okay. So, which is in March. Yeah. I believe it's early March this year. Yeah, or next year it was yeah. February a couple years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Well, They've that... announced the date. It's on superlapbattle.com or whatever. Um, so. so, yeah, it's uh, it'll be a few months before we... Uh... Oh, how was uh, SEMA? So, SEMA... Last year we made a big push at SEMA. You didn't go last year, did you? I didn't go. Uh, I don't think that but I went. If you didn't go, every... I didn't go. Like everybody else went like we did a gaming activation in the booth and we did a game night at the Luxor uh, eSports arena last year. Um, but I didn't go. It was like the first thing I'd never went to because it was a really bad weekend for me to leave my family. So um, <clears throat> and you obviously didn't go either. But uh, yeah, so last year was uh, a smaller SEMA attendance wise, but like a big big SEMA booth wise. And like this year, a bunch of like the big manufacturers and stuff pulled out. It was like a smaller SEMA booth wise. Everybody was like, SEMA's dead. SEMA's dead. Um, there were so many freaking people there though. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it was freaking slamming with people. Uh, it was kind of nice that the aisles were like a foot wider though. Yeah, so. I bet that helps. I hate yeah, walking it, around in, in crowds like that because everyone forgets how to walk like at a normal speed. Mm-hmm. Everyone just walks at like 25% speed. Yeah, everybody gets like the the Friday morning uh, hungover walk, and they do it for four days straight. Yeah. So, um, but it was a. I mean, basically, we scaled our booth back. It was just basically a table and a TV and a backdrop, and just us chatting with people the entire time. Um, Charlie went out there and set it up, uh, and then Chris and I flew out on what Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning, or no Wednesday morning, and. Uh, we I worked the booth most of the day Wednesday, and then uh, Chris walked around. And then Wednesday and Thursday, Chris Chris and I walked around, and Cone worked the booth. Charlie flew home on Wednesday night. Cone worked the booth on uh, Thursday and Friday, and Cone took it down and shipped it all back. So uh, we did it with pretty minimal effort. And, like, the problem with SEMA is, like, anybody with a muffler shop can, like, bring all their friends Oh, but yeah. anybody who has ever, anybody who has ever exhibited, like ever ever, can't get a badge, and like your names, like like Adam Jabay probably can't get a badge with anybody else. Chris Stewart can't get a badge with anybody else. Oh, like any, like because we are affiliated with Grid Life, and Grid Life should have a booth, right? Well, um, yeah, obviously. So that's, that's the problem. Is it was like a it's a big rigmarole to like attend SEMA without a booth because we've already had a booth because anything that the first year that we had a booth is what 2019 the first year we did the game, game night. night yep 
you and Ashley came out and a bunch of us basically. No, actually, on uh, some let's be clear about that. Ashley and I did go out, but we did go out separately and we did not see each other. <laughs> well, she was at game night, though. Uh, maybe. The first game night. I remember her being there and helping you with scoring because we were like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, man, that feels like a million that, years ago. It was so it was like a lifetime ago. But um, so anything that happens in Vegas with like a car, like a car influence during SEMA week has to be part of SEMA. There's like some crazy mafia stranglehold. And so we were operating in an MGM property, uh, the eSports arena. And SEMA found out we didn't want to have a booth that year. SEMA found out and they were like, you have to have a booth because all these bylaws, because of these contracts we have with these casinos. And so they like, they literally like strangled us into having a booth. So we got a booth. We didn't really use the booth. We like literally weren't even there. We got tickets for not being there. Um, the next year we had Cattill's car in the booth. We like sort of utilized the booth. I think I was there that year. Yep. Then there was COVID. We had, there was no SEMA. And then there was last year, which was like big time utilization of the booth. Uh, and it like every year it's like the same interaction with people. Like everybody just wants to talk about grid life for the year, for next year. What are the rules changes? It's drivers, it's some partners, et cetera. Um, but PRI seems to be where a lot more things happen. So, oh, sure. um, so we like scaled back this year and, and then just basically talked for two straight days. My voice still kind of hurts. So, Man. and anyway, that, it was SEMA. It that was flight is, is not fun. Did you, I, uh, uh, I, I did the, the traditional red eye back. Did you do um, it on spirit? Home. No, we, we did United, which is better. Uh, fine. It's better, but there was a crying baby. The United flight was like, we landed at like one thirty in the morning in Chicago. The United flight had a crying baby, which is a, which is a good feature. I mean, that's a solid feature of, of, of any flight. Um, and then they're like, they, they definitely, they gave us the, uh, the extra bonus of making the flight 85 degrees the entire time. Oh shit. Uh, dude, I was, I was so hot. <laughs> I'm just like trying to listen to a book on tape and I couldn't sleep because it was hot as balls and everybody else around me is zonked out. I'm like, how are you people sleeping? It is a fucking jungle. In here. It's so hot. <laughs> it was so hot, dude. I'm like down to a t-shirt. I want to take off my pants. Like it's so hot. I, no, I don't, I, this- I don't really get motion sick, but I have noticed like uh, when I flew into uh, Denver to go to Pikes Peak this year, um, right. we had like the worst turbulence I've ever had on a plane which yeah. took like um, a mental effort to not get sick. If you add like temperature to that, that's uh-huh. like a recipe yeah. for just awful. It was, a, it was also like a cold night in Chicago. So like the air was dense and like we were pinging around for the last 45 minutes and I was just not happy. It was a terrible flight. It was the worst flight. And I dropped Chris off his house cause we parked my fit at, at, uh, at O'Hare. Uh, and then I picked, you know, I picked him up, dropped, we went to the airport, and then I dropped him back off at his house on the way home. I didn't get home until like 2 a.m., and then I had to go to work at like 7 a.m. It was terrible. Like the whole thing Shit. sucked. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, of our trip to Willow Springs a few years back. It was the same exact thing. <laughs> Where like we just went to work the next day. 
that's my life this year has been because we do we did so many events this year um I this think I mean like I know every, that you attend every event, but I think I did more events this year than I've ever done. Yeah, it was a lot. Like this, like every nine or ten days, I was heading to a racetrack, and then I was at a racetrack for racetrack for two to three days, and then I was like ten days later, I'm at a racetrack again uh, for like two hundred days, yeah. like since March, right? Since since Button Willow or whatever. Or I've got Streets a, of Willow. for for right. next year. Uh, my hope is that we don't have that many event that many events on the calendar for which I'm. Uh, a required uh, attendee, but I'm also going to figure out how to ask my boss for more PTO. There will probably be some need for you to coach somebody up, uh, but not attend an event. Like there, there will probably be more California events, um, but we're looking to try to build a team out there. That's the goal is to build a core team that like owns three or four events and that's what they do. So, yeah. Um, we might need to consult, but like we don't probably hopefully need to attend all those events. Yeah. I mean, I remember uh, in the, the COVID era, like uh, I did work a few events from home and yeah. I was yeah. just dialed in to timing and scoring like um, the entire day. That mm-hmm. wasn't that difficult. Um, no, it's, it's not. You can do a lot of stuff just from home and from a phone. For sure. Well, in this case, it was just like a computer, right? Because a lot of the stuff I was doing at the time, especially, was heavy on the computer. Right. So. And I mean, I, f- I feel like I could do two thirds of my jobs for an event from a desk somewhere, not at an event. Yeah. So. I, that uh, that said, it, I do know, like you have being to, you have to have a presence and stuff like that. But. Yeah. Um, well, that'll be cool. I'm anyway. I'm looking forward to that. I had a lot of fun at Pitt. I drove my car a little bit, broke my car right before every Enduro, before both Enduros. That was fun. Um, I'll say this, and I don't feel bad about saying it. Adam, you're, oh not, you're not the best mechanic. Well, I'm not the best at predicting stupid problems. Mm, mm. You're not the best at having 100% attention no. and opportunity to focus on something for an extended period. You're definitely you're, not the best at that. So you want know, to tell like you're being really judgmental. Let me tell you the story. No, about no, what no. Happened. I don't think I'm being judgmental because I'm not the best you mechanic are. either. Oh. I'm not a very good mechanic um, in terms of being at an event. I feel like I can build a pretty good car though, but at an event, like I can miss some stuff. So the first enduro, I did the sprint race, practice, qualify, sprint race. Everything's fine. And this is a car that I have, I literally didn't even take the wheels off since Honda Meet. Like, I hadn't looked at it since Honda Meet. I took it to a Cars and Coffee, and then I put it on the trailer. Like, I decided one hour before the event, I'm like, car, I mean, the car's fine. It needs some stuff, but, like, it's fine. It needs, like, I want to rewire the fuel pump. I want to redo one engine mount because I think it's got a little bit of flex in the sensor that's mounted on one side, deflects from the magnets on the that's on the other side, and, like... I want to do a couple things, but it's fine. Um, and so I put it in the trailer, took it to pit race. I'd never been to pit. Uh, and I put, I had shit tires on it, like just the trash tires. Uh, and I thought these are enough tires for the event. They'll probably be fine. I'm not going to do the Enduros. That was my thought. And then by the time we got through sprint race one, I was like, I'm going to do the Enduro. <laughs> and then what was the first problem? I, I pulled... I wanted to, there's two spots, like there's the, there's the downhill on, on the new course of pit race, 
where you like it's like downhill dipping braking zone you do a hard right up the hill um and the car was bottoming out a couple of things i could tell it was like hitting the tow hooks right there so i wanted to raise it up like half an inch and so i raised it up and then and to do that i'd pull the wheel off on one side because the coil over like normally i can like kick the wheel to one side and like put a coil over wrench on it and just raise the coil over but i haven't really done that uh in person like without taking the wheel off ever and one side did it and the other side i took the wheel off because i needed to put like a, an extra wrench on it because it's kind of tight i'd like you know double wrench the coil over wrench um and then i put the wheel back on and then checked the fuel checked everything and i was just going to do the first 20 minutes of the enduro and have a good time right car doesn't have a big tank or anything it's got like an eight gallon fuel cell and i can only really do six gallons and it runs too rich because it tunes off because a bunch of crap at honda me but it's it's rich it's not lean it's safe it's fine it runs like 10 1 air fuel ratios which is way too way too rich it won't, it won't run that long um and i make my way to grid i get in the car and i back up like five ten feet and i hit the brakes and the pedal goes to the floor and i pump 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 and the car stops and I make my way to the grid again and pump, 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 car stops. But pedal the floor, like if I move more than one foot, the pedal goes to the floor. And it was because I, I had the wheel on, uh, but the brake rotor was a little bit crooked and I was kicking the pads back. Like the brake rotor was hung up on the, the hub, which sucked. Um, and I realized it that night. So I just parked it for the Enduro and just worked the Enduro, and, which was fine. It was fun, but. I would have liked to take the start. It would have been fun. But um, and then the second enduro, the sprint race the next morning was totally fine. Second enduro, I'm literally driving to the grid and the exhaust tank. I had noticed in that same downhill dip and then the right hander afterwards, like uphill, I had noticed in the same dip that the exhaust was going, ch -ch -ch -ch. it was like scraping, right? Um <laughs> and on the way to grid, I had fueled it up. Everything's fine. On the way to grid, all of a sudden I hear and the exhaust hanger had broken oh, Jesus <laughs> because Christ. something was, uh, the exhaust is too low. I need to change the exhaust, right? Um, and that was in the plans to like move the exhaust up another inch and a half because it was, we just made it way too low. And uh, it had rubbed through the V-band clamp, which also incorporated the mount. And then the downpipe just kicked downwards uh, in like, just because of weight so which sucked but it was it is what it is so yeah that'll happen. um that will happen i'm not the worst mechanic it's just stuff no broke, no man. and i'm and not I, saying I that I you're the wheel worst. On, please don't you're certainly better than me but uh i just I put don't a wheel on crooked and the brake rotor was hung up and then the exhaust broke well, it's not like i ignored this car well i guess I did ignore it i guess all i want to say is how many races did you finish this year i finished um i think all but one at Blackhawk, and that was because that engine mount was literally flexing, and it took me until high me to figure it out. I thought it was fuel starve in right-hand turns, but it was actually the engine mount flexing, and the cam trigger would, like, phase out. I remember that. And the engine, the engine would die for a minute. So I finished practice qualify, sprint race one, sprint race two. I finished race three, and I bailed out in race four, even though I was on the fucking pole in race four. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that hurt, didn't it? Dude, it sucks, man. I was on the fucking pole, man. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I couldn't even make that. Like, I would do, like, a left, and it'd be fine. I'd do a right. No, I'd do a right, and it'd be fine. I'd do a left, 
and it would like boop, 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 like it would die because the sensor, like the engine mount would flex such that the sensor would, would like move away from the, the rare earth magnet, which is impregnated into the cam gear. It would move away just far enough to phase out and no signal and the car would die for a second. Um, and it had all the exact symptoms, even on the gauge cluster, would like drop fuel pressure, drop whatever. And all the exact symptoms of uh, of like fuel starve. And I had this thing like topped off, couldn't put any more drops in. So I know we were not fuel starving. Um, and so I thought, uh, must be fuel pump. Change the fuel pump. The tune was way off. Get to Honda meet. And then the exact same thing is happening. Like even like you drive down Gingerman and you take the left at the very bottom of grid to turn into hot pit and it would die right there. Like it was so annoying. <laughs> and we'd, that was how we actually determined. Um, we had Scott Robertson's computer in the car and like, uh, we're just trying to figure out like what the fuck is dropping out? What signal is dropping out? Cause I couldn't, I couldn't replicate it on the roads or on my house cause cars, a race car. And like every turn you have to like, wait, you have to stop and like wait to make a left or a right. Right. And it's also a race car. Um, so we're like whipping around the hot pits on the Friday night before Honda meet. Um, and we figured out that it was that thing dropping out. And one of the bolts had actually like ripped out of the engine mount into the block. And then we found the exact right depth bolt, put the right bolt in there. And then it was, everything was fine. It wasn't flexing anymore, but I do want to put like a secondary mount on there, like sure. up to one of the power steering pump bolts or whatever. But pretty annoying <laughs> like made me feel like a pretty shitty mechanic so. anyway and then you told me i'm a bad mechanic and uh, now i feel bad about myself well the thing is is that i think we know some really good mechanics and so it's easy to look like a a, a dunce. I don't have money to pay those mechanics dude i gotta like host events for them so well, they can like hold build on, their hold businesses on. in a million I, dollar business my, my dad is uh my dad sells real estate right my dad is um capable of doing some jobs around the house on his own. Right. Uh, but he forgets that like he doesn't pay anyone because he's a cheap ass, not because he can't afford it because uh, if he just worked an extra day, he would make more money than he saves by doing it himself. That's not my case. I don't think because race cars are expensive. Race cars so. are expensive. But you know what? You know what sucks? Having yeah. uh, a, a car that you have to work on at the track. Yeah, it does suck. But historically, I've not had that problem. I did have that problem with some weird problems this year. Um, but, like, the exhaust failure, like, I knew I had to redesign that because it was rubbing on the trailer, and it was starting to rub in that turn at pit race, and it just wore through. Like, I, that was something I knew was a problem. The we like the the brake rotor being hung up on the hub and like kicking the pads back, that's just stupid. Like that could happen to anybody that put the brakes on, put the wheel on too fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was that was literally me just putting the wheel on too fast, and like it is what it is. Yeah, but yeah. Um, the car should have been reliable at pit. Like I should have made race one. That was a stupid, stupid problem. Literally nothing was broken. I put the brake rotor on too fast and it just like the mini Cooper non S rotors and the hubs on the Integra spindle or the CRX SIR spindle with the Integra hub that I have, like the hubs have like, like a, a sharp protrusion point and the rotor is like a hub centric fit over that. 
but the backside of the rotor is sharp. Like it's not like a, it's not like a bevel. It doesn't want to go over that. You have to like jiggle it and it fits perfectly over it. Hmm. And I just didn't do that. I put the wheel on and it just hung up and and that's like a quarter inch off around. And that's enough to kick the pads back like crazy. Oh, I bet. Right? Yeah. The rotor is wobbling oblong like crazy. It's, it's this crazy weird orbit and it kicks the pads back. Um, and it was just my, it's the first, I mean, in three years, the first time I've ever had that happen. I've never even thought that that could happen. I need to put like the screws in the rotors, even though I don't, I don't actually, I don't know if they line up. They might not, <laughs> but there are many Cooper rotors on Honda hubs that they right. work. It's the right offset rotor. It works with, I've got the spoon calipers, which are the same as the ITR, the S2000 calipers, but, mm-hmm. but they're, but they're fancy four pistons versus floating two pistons. But, um, so you have to use these mini Cooper rotors that like bolt right on They're the right offset for the caliper. They're the right hub centric. Like everything is crazy. Perfect. But like, you can't let them hang up on the hub and it's really easy to not let them hang up on the hub, yeah. <laughs> but, but you can't let them hang up on the hub. Let's so. otherwise, otherwise this happens. Yeah. Otherwise yeah, you don't have any calipers. Like your brakes go to the floor every three feet. Literally, I roll past, I roll past Matt, who's our great, who was our great guy at pit race, and he was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" <laughs> I was like, "I don't have any brakes." <laughs> Jesus! And I roll past him about ten feet, and I stopped. I'm like, "Pump, pump, 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 pump," and I stop. And he's like, "You're P10," and I'm like, "I don't have any brakes." <laughs> I rolled two more feet, and I didn't have brakes again. Like, pump, 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 had brakes again. That's crazy. But like just just that couple of feet would kick the, kick the pads back, kick the pad back, and we kick both sides of the floating floating four piston back. And like you don't have any brakes, you have to pump those brakes back up. It was really annoying. <laughs> it totally sucked. But anyway, in uh, in other news, I don't think I've talked about it definitively. I know I've talked about it, talked about it. Um, in January, I'm going to be looking for a new Type R. And I don't know right when I'm going to find one, but I'm going to start in January. Uh, right Ashley's in January. van will be paid off. Okay. That makes sense. One payment. Keep it simple. Um, yep. So I don't, I don't know when I'm going to find one. Uh, I'm looking for championship white. And if I find one within like eight hours drive, I'm going to go get it. Does it have to be the brand new type R? Uh, that's the one I want. Yeah. Do they make championship white in the in the, the FK8? They do, yeah. That's a good color. It is it's a good, good color. color. Yeah. My preference on the, the newer one is just I don't dislike the styling on the FK8, uh, but I yeah. do like the subdued styling on the, what is it, FL5. It is just a little bit better. It's like a tiny, tiny bit better. <laughs> Like they look the same. It's the same basic drivetrain. It's like the same car, but like they do look a little better. Yeah, I, I actually at the 11th gen Civic in general, I like the way it looks a lot. Yeah, I agree. Um, I found that uh, that like don't tell anybody. Road, it, it, it's like a <laughs> well, nobody's gonna be able to find it. It's like a it's a tracker. Somebody like literally somebody made a who has this brand new type R tracker and like you put your zip code in you like and you get to like find all the uh, type R's around you for sale and I said 
Yeah, for sale. Yeah, so and I sent it. The tracker. It, was, it seemed like such a bizarre thing to make. <laughs> so I didn't. Uh, I didn't see the original post about it. I don't know yeah. where the source data comes from. Like I don't know where it's getting the data to populate the map. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's any good, but I do check it every day. That's a freaking weird little thing to make. Somebody made a tracker for who has a brand new Type R. And it stock. shows, and again, I don't know what the data comes from, but it shows like if if so-and-so dealer has a unit in transit, what are the details on that unit? It doesn't tell you when it'll get there, but it says, yeah. you know, Penske Honda is getting a blanky blank in this color. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> What a dumb car. Why do you want such a dumb hard car to have? That's such a hard car to have, dude. Yeah. Everybody wants a car. I don't know. Um, so what do you, what are you going to do with the fit? You going to sell the fit then? I will probably sell the fit. So I have, um, I have Man, a, down to the a, two a, car solution, dude, a driveway parking situation. Like yeah. to keep the fit would mean that I would never drive the type R because I would have to play musical cars to get out. Yeah. And so like, I just, I really just think I just need one car. No, just drive that car. Yeah. So uh, I still, Sounds amazing. I, like I'm pretty jealous about that. Well, I don't have it yet. And I, uh, I have some stipulations and that stipulation is that I ref, uh, refuse to pay a dealer markup. And because of that, I will likely not be a competitive shopper for a little bit. And that's okay. I don't know. The world might be falling apart before our eyes. So maybe you'll be right on time to buy it at market value. Well, <laughs> so, I, I would take that. Yeah. Just, you know, the impending nuclear war might make it reasonable to buy your new type R. So, man, cross so, those fingers, baby. <laughs> um, it's, uh, so I've had like a, a pretty crazy week. Um, we have uh, like work meetings that are intended to be global. I think I talked about this though on the show last year. Um, so that means that my work day this week has started at 5 a.m. And because you're asking people in like Japan or something. Yeah. And Sloan yeah. was really sick. So in the time that, you know, a normal person would be sleeping, Sloan was awake. Yeah. And so like Ashley has helped me tremendously, but. I would get like, I don't know, five or six hours of sleep or whatever, and then get up for work at four 30 and be at work at five or whatever. It's just sucks. It does suck. But gonna, I've been leaving work this know. week at like three or three 30, which is a long day, but you know, at least I don't have to stay until four 30 or five. What, uh, what's daylight saving time uh, on the, uh, the East coast time like what time does it get dark by you uh before six yeah it gets dark here like five or four forty-five. so um at least you get to go home at one home before it's pitch black outside so i did do something weird this week um i haven't mowed my grass in like two months because really? it's been dry and i uh -huh. had to mow the grass on monday it was weird so i'm uh I haven't mowed the grass in probably a month, but I've been raking the leaves instead of like mowing them up because we we're like deep in the, like we have, we have like sycamores in the backyard. They like drop, they drop leather jackets. Like the leaves are as thick as leather. Like you mow, you can't mow them up. You just have to rake them up when they're wet. 
Otherwise, you're like totally screwed. Like you can't. You put like one rake load in, the entire like barrel is full. The whole Dang. yard waste barrel is full. Dang. Um, they're the they're the worst. But I've mowed the lawn in probably a month. But I do. I'm probably at the point where I can probably start mowing it because everything is getting like dried and shriveled. You gotta fire that mower up again. So, but two months—that's a long time. Yeah, I'm jealous it's, about that. It's been really dry here. Really it was supposed jealous. to. There was like a hundred percent chance of rain on Saturday. Didn't rain. Yeah. We uh, we've we've had drizzles, which are like perfect for this time of year because you know it looks like nothing ever gets slosh like sloppy and like gross. Like it's not really wet, but you can still walk around the yard and rake everything up and. You can make the, like, my yard waste bin, which is, you know, the waist high, you know, typical yard waste bin um, that, the, that the town takes away. Um, it's probably 50 gallons, maybe. I don't know. You can make that thing, like, 380 pounds. Jeez. <laughs> like, it's, it's so heavy that you can't even tip it back. You, like, put your foot against the wheels to tip it back. <laughs> so, well, like, if the, yeah. if the collector has just one of those hydraulic arms, it's not so bad. No, like, I, can you imagine if problem, someone dude. had to lift it up? It's not the dudes that lift it up. They don't, they don't do that. Well, that's good. Yeah, they have, they have a big old arm, and it, it, it runs it up. But, yeah, I, I like to do it wet because... Man, when it's wet, you can fit way more in, you know? Yep. <laughs> Sounds gross to say that, but it's true. So, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really tired because all day I've been walking on and hobbling on. I texted you this earlier, but I'm hobbling on my left knee because my customer yesterday had a yard with, like, a bunch of – his yard sucks. It's got potholes everywhere. And – I probably walked 20,000 steps through this fucking yard yesterday. I'm doing 17 windows uh, by myself in two days, which is a lot. It's a big job. And I'm walking through this whole yard. I do everything from the outside. I cut the blind stops on the outside, set the windows from the outside, try to make no mess on the inside, right? Um, and, like, I stepped into this stupid, like, uh, groundhog hole or something, and, like, it, it like, wrenched my leg to one stupid side like one stupid way and i'm like oh that hurt and then like an hour later i could barely walk like oh, no. it didn't hurt that bad at the time um and then at night i'm like something's out of whack in my knee like something is out of like something's not aligned it felt like 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 my kneecap like i, I would feel my right kneecap and it and i feel my left kneecap and be like ooh, something's not right <laughs> Something's like not in the right spot. Um, and so I went to work today and I put a, put a knee brace on and I could barely walk. And I had to finish, basically I had 50%, I had set 14 of the windows or 15 of the windows and I would set two more. And then I had to wrap everything in aluminum and caulk everything from the outside. So it's a big job. It's a big day today. And um, I put a knee brace on. I'm walking around the house. I'm, I'm, I'm hobbling. I'm slow. Like I'm just basically straight leg on my left leg. And then at three o'clock, like almost on the dot, I felt a pop in my left knee and there was no more pain and everything was fine again. It was really bizarre. Like my knee went back into position and I was healed. Oh, <laughs> it, was, 
it was kind of amazing actually. <laughs> but I had been, but I had been like hobbling all day. So you know you compensate with your other leg and like your whole body and like everything hurts now. But my left knee doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> like, we decided before hurts. we were uh before we were doing this recording that both you and I need to take better care of ourselves. I feel like I I feel like I mean I need to eat a little better. I need to, uh, I've been really, the last month or so, I've been really trying to sleep better because I notice a difference. Like if I go to bed and I get eight hours of sleep, because I'm 40 next year and like that's old. Like that's old as fuck for construction worker. <laughs> and, and especially construction worker that also runs another company and works $3,500 a year. Like it's old. Like I'm an old person. I need to stop being a 25 year old that's a 40 year old, you know? Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, I generally feel fine. Like I generally, I, I can outwork anybody. I can like stand in the sun. I like nothing. There's no problems. I don't take any medications. I don't think I haven't taken a pain pill in 10 years. Like I literally haven't taken a pain pill since I was 30 years old, but you've got so much pain. No, I don't have that much pain. Like I'm actually pretty good, but I need to like stay on top of that shit, dude. I need to like. <laughs> like I'm starting to like I feel like I'm like a train that's like oh man look at this beautiful mountain oh fuck there is a big old tunnel coming up <laughs> <laughs> I need to like chug through this tunnel and at the end of this tunnel I'm the best 80 year old but I need to like get through that fucking there's 30 years of tunnel 40 years of tunnel here that might be hard <laughs> so, oh uh, speaking of old people stuff did you did you go look at that other RV I have not. So this dude, he works hours of 6.30 to 5 or 5 p.m. And it's really hard for me to get to O'Hare Airport between those hours. Um, I'm tempted to go on Friday morning early before before I drive to Ed's wedding. Oh, yeah. Um, but I got to do the – like I, I meant to do the math before we, got this, before we started talking here. But I have to look at like the GPS math and see if it works to do it Friday morning. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text the dude tomorrow and see if I can get up there uh, this weekend at all. But maybe Saturday afternoon, see if he can get there, see if he can meet me. But, did, you, uh, uh, did you buy some clothes for the wedding? I did. I bought a new suit. Uh, me too. Yeah. I didn't buy a black tie suit. I bought a gray one. Because well, I Ashley black... told me I did not buy an actual black tie. I have a black and gray tie, and she said that that was unacceptable. So I have to go back. And uh, I'm not buying a tie. I'm I'm not. I'm gonna wear like a fucking t-shirt. I don't even care because I looked at the invitation. It doesn't say black tie. I looked at the website. It doesn't say black tie. But Ed tells me it says black no, tie. No, it does somewhere. say black tie. Where? Ashley, text me the link. It says. Yeah, but I have not found this link, so I'm gonna wear a suit, and that's gonna be fine. Cause, cause I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring Chris, and he's gonna wear like a fucking Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna look like a million bucks. It's gonna be fine, dude. <laughs> so. It's always better to just look. All you have to do is look better than the company you're with. Right. Um, my date is gonna be wearing like a fish t-shirt. It's gonna be totally fine. Yeah. I'm gonna look like a million dollars. I do imagine that Ed's wedding is going to be very fun. I, I think so too. When he told me it was going to be black tie, I was like, why? And he was like, well, Rachel's family is a little loose. Like we had to like, if we tell them black tie, they might wear nice shirts. And I was like, <laughs> all right, all right, well, I'm not going to wear a black suit. I don't want to buy a black suit. I want to buy a gray suit that I can wear to anything. Right. Yeah. 
So I bought this like gray Calvin Klein suit for like 500 bucks. And like, I look fucking dope in it. Right. <laughs> uh, like I haven't bought anything. I have, I literally haven't bought clothing in 15 years. I bought pants. Man. Like I've bought work pants, but that's the only clothing I've bought in 15 years. So, yeah. Well, yeah. uh, it's, I think we're basically out of recording time. We recorded for all, all right. the time that's left on this card. So, Shut it out, baby. Shut it out. Uh, like and subscribe to us on, I don't know. Or the, don't. The Who internet. Or, or don't. Uh, we have a Patreon. We don't post enough, but we should post more. And we've got yeah. some rules we'll, to talk we'll, uh, we'll, coming we'll up. We'll record something at Ed's wedding. It'll be fine. Yeah. That should be fun. All right. I'll bring, uh, I'll bring a Zoom recorder to Ed's wedding. It'll be fun. All right. Uh, see you, dude. I'll see you in a couple days. All right, bud. Bye. Yep. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Gridlife and say hello. Hello.